Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wheels on Fire. And here we are again with another podcast. Welcome everyone once again for the first time in quite a while, I would say two or three weeks. This time we are going to be analyzing the Hungarian Grand Prix. And well, considering the fact that we couldn't do the podcast for the French Grand Prix, here we have this one, the last one, the last race before the summer break. It's incredible how fast, honestly, it's incredible how fast this year is, uh, is actually going. Extremely fast. And so far, it has been a very interesting season. What seemed to be a battle between two teams. Now it seems that it's going to be between three teams. Uh, well, in general, there's honestly a lot to talk about from this past race, this past Hungarian Grand Prix that we saw yesterday. First of all, we have to start talking about Max Verstappen. How amazing that race was. Basically, the weekend started in a very tough way because uh, during the qualifying session on, on Saturday, he had a few several engine issues, which actually saw him uh, starting in P10, the race, very tough. Uh, and honestly, probably the Red Bull team were afraid that these same issues that he was having during the qualifying session were also going to be present in the race. It could have been a big possibility. But fortunately, it wasn't the case. He drove amazingly. The, the, the start was great. The strategy provided by the team was also great as well. Even the teamwork from, from Sergio Perez was done at the right time. So yeah, basically, he did absolutely everything right. He even spun, <laughs> spun around when he, when he overtook Leclerc that then... He had to overtake him again, but honestly, everything perfect. Then he finished the race with a huge advantage. Uh, yes, absolutely everything perfect. Now the gap is 80 points for the Drivers' Championship. He's heading into the summer break with a huge lead. And practically, of course, it is not confirmed, but practically with the championship on his hand, practically as a two-times uh, Drivers' Champion. But we'll see, of course, we'll see what's going to happen. And then we have the Mercedes. The Mercedes also did a pretty good job this weekend. Same result as they got at the French Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton in P2 and George Russell in P on P3. Honestly, great race by them. Once again, getting a, getting a lot of points uh, between each other, which is really helpful for the Constructors' Championship. Uh, in the case of Lewis Hamilton, he had a tough qualifying session as well. He could only start the race from, P from P7. Didn't have a successful Q3, as he was probably expected. And in the case of George Russell, it was the opposite. He got his first ever pole position of his career. And not only that, it is also the first ever pole position of, of Mercedes in 2022, which is kind of incredible knowing in the position that we were last year. But yeah, definitely, definitely something interesting. But then the race, I mean... In general, it was great. George Russell at the beginning, who was able to give the lead for quite a few laps until the tires uh, didn't last anymore. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to, uh, to keep the pace, let's say, enough to actually win the race or to, or to even be close to winning the race because later Verstappen was much faster. Hamilton was much faster that he was able to overtake him in the last few laps. Um, 
But yeah, the strategy overall in the Mercedes team was, was pretty good for both drivers. They started differently because Russell started with the soft tires in order to have a better start, while Hamilton started with the medium tires. I think that was the best strategy that they used. Uh, medium, medium, and then by the end soft because his second stint was, was pretty late. So that was definitely a really good job from, from the team on Hamilton. But unfortunately, we cannot say the same thing from Ferrari. Unfortunately, because... Once again, they had a pretty good qualifying session that even though they didn't get pole position, still they were, the Leclerc was second, sorry, Sainz was second and Leclerc third. And honestly, there were no signs of Verstappen, no signs of Checo Perez. Uh, it, it, was, it could have been the perfect day for Ferrari. And honestly, it was, at the beginning, it was great because their pace was excellent. George Russell was forced to pit because if not, he was going to be overtaken by the two Ferrari drivers. Everything was going great. The problem started, of course, when they decided to pit signs too early. I don't know why they really decided to do that, but, well, that was the first mistake already. But then you had Leclerc. Leclerc, who, honestly, his first stint with the medium tires was great. The second one with the medium tires was also great. But, unfortunately, when he was leading the race by, by a lot, they decided to pit him first too early. And second, they decided to put on the hard tires when they knew that those tires weren't working because the Alpine drivers were trying to use them and it didn't work for both uh, Alonso and Ocon. So, and, and I mean, they saw that before. They saw that way before. But unfortunately, they couldn't. So Leclerc started racing with those hard tires. The... In, in just a few laps, he had to change it again because there was no pace at all. So he changed it for the soft tires by the end, which, yeah, they were fast tires. But in the end, there was a big, big difference from the rest. He even got overtaken by, by Sergio Perez, who was far, far behind and ended up in sixth place. Overall, it was a disappointing result for Ferrari because it was what could have been a, a potential 1-2 or at least a double podium ended up with... A P4 and a P6. And in the Constructors' Championship, clearly that's not a good sign because uh, now uh, Red Bull is leading by over 100 points. And in the case of Mercedes, considering that the last two races were great, uh, that, that they got a double podiums, uh, even though they didn't get P1, still they are getting closer and closer and now they are just 30 points behind. And we remember that, and let's remember that at the beginning of the season, that Mercedes weren't doing great. They were, we all, all we were thinking like, well, it's going to be an interesting battle between Red Bull and Ferrari. And now I feel like Mercedes joined the battle against Ferrari for P2, while Red Bull, I mean, they have it pretty, pretty clear to, to actually win both championships. It is still too early to say because maybe Ferrari comes back with, be with better things, you know, with, with everything better, but I don't know. The problem is that once again, the strategy failed. Once again, another race that could have potentially been a win for, especially for Leclerc. And yep, once again, many, many points thrown away. And I remember that at the beginning of June, it has already been almost two months, we made a podcast about Ferrari's strategies. I remember this was after the, I think it was after the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, if I'm not wrong, uh, based on what we saw in, at that time in Spain, then Monaco, then, Azer, then Azerbaijan, 
And we keep seeing exactly the same thing, either problems with the car or, or problems with strategy in both drivers, not just one, in both. And overall, yes, the amount of points that they lost, imagine, of course, this is a reality and it's not going to change, but imagine if Ferrari would have gotten, I don't know, at least 50% of those strategies right and 50% of those times that the car failed, it could have worked. Just imagine. They would definitely be fighting for the championship much closer and they would even be leading it. They would be leading both championships. But yes, that's, that's not the case due to the thing. They, they still have time. They are definitely competitive enough. They have a really competitive and talented, and talented drivers. They definitely have a very competitive car. And they technically still have quite a lot of time because they have another half of a season, another good half of the season that they could, they could perfectly come back really, really strong. But I don't really see... I don't really see that happening on the one hand. And on the other hand, I don't really see... I, I, I mean, it's, it's going to be really hard for them to close, to close up the difference. Because even if they improve, even if they start getting things right and, and all, you also have to expect Red Bull not to get things right, which that is, I think that is harder. I think it's way harder not to expect Red Bull to do things well rather than Ferrari getting a 1-2 every weekend, you know? Because we know already that Red Bull does things right. We have, see, we have been seeing this this uh, 2022 season. And of course, we have seen this the last season and much more. So that is pretty much why it's going to be very hard for Ferrari. But well, we'll, see, we'll see what's going to happen. Also talking about other teams, going a little bit more to the midfield area. We have Lando Norris, who was the best of the rest, P7. Uh, I think that was the best result that he could have gotten. He also said it at the end of the race. Even though he qualified before, honestly, the, the pace of the, of the McLaren is not as good as the pace of the top three teams. Uh, Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull. Simply, there is a, a big, big difference. So, so that is why uh, that is pretty much the best thing that, that he could have done. And in that case, yeah, it's good. His teammate, unfortunately, he was doing quite a good race, uh, quite a, a decent race uh, inside the points, quite close to the pace of, of uh, his teammate. Not only that, but he also did an amazing double overtake on the Alpines. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, an incident with Lance Stroll saw him finishing, I think it was P14 or something like that. So, yes, unfortunately, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good result for him. Uh, and some other points that, that McLaren loses. And then, well, the Alpines, they had an amazing qualifying session, qualifying P5 and P6. They, during the first part of the race, it was quite good, but honestly, I saw many, many confrontations, let's say, between Ocon and Alonso. Uh, suddenly, Alonso complaining that Ocon was defending too hard. Um, Ocon complaining that Alonso was quite slow. Things like that, honestly. And even we saw how, well, pretty much they were the ones who decided to use and try the hard tires and they didn't work at all. So that's why they lost, they lost a few positions. And that's why they ended up with P8 and P9, pretty much. But their race pace overall, I would say, was decent. Their, their weekend overall, it was decent. But yes, considering all the problems they, they had, 
well, that, that's, def that's definitely something that they should consider, they should take into account in order not to make the same mistake for, for the next races uh, after the summer break and, yes, actually get better results. The, 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 the results that they could actually get based on their pace, based on the results that they get in the qualifying sessions, at least this year is being much better than the last one. And overall, we are seeing a, a better moment right now than at the very beginning of the season. Right now, they are fourth in the championship, battling against the, Mercedes, the, the McLaren, sorry. So, yes, it could be a pretty good battle. We also see Sebastian Vettel finishing in P10 inside the points, uh, starting from P18, which is also which is a very interesting result, honestly. A very, very interesting one. Uh, well... We know the announcement of last week that he was going to retire from Formula 1. For some, it's quite surprising. Uh, what we know is that we are definitely going to miss him. And unfortunately, this last year in Formula 1, he doesn't have a very competitive car, let's say. But, but he tried his best and he finished with a point, which at least is something. It could have been a double points, uh, double points finish for Aston Martin if it wasn't for, well, for the incident that... Lance Stroll had with 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 um, with Ricciardo because the the pace was pretty good as well. But yes, in the end, the Aston Martin doing better this uh, this week and even last week in France they did a little bit better compared to to before. So maybe that's a sign of improving. Maybe after the summer break they they can actually keep improving. Of course, overall, we didn't see a good performance from the Alfa Romeos that unfortunately, well, Valtteri Bottas had to retire from the race at the end. Um, we didn't see a good performance from the Haas team, unfortunately, even though the, the past few weeks were great, but this time it wasn't. Um, the same thing for the Alfa Tauri drivers, uh, especially, well, Yuki Tsunoda with some mistakes during the race. Uh, yeah, they, they didn't have much of a chance. Of course, the same thing for, for Williams, that they actually did a, surprisingly, they did a pretty good uh, practice session. The practice three where Latifi finished first and Albon third. That was, that was different, that was new. But overall, of course, the, the pace during the qualifying session and during the race wasn't good at all, uh, most of all. But yes, overall, that has been the... The summary, what, ha what happened during the Hungarian Grand Prix, officially the last race before the summer break in this 2022, is going to be the next race, it's going to be almost in a month, if, if I'm not wrong, it's the 28th of August, that weekend, uh, and in the return of Belgium, the Spa-Francorchamps Grand Prix, that's going to be a very exciting one, but, well, we have one month to, without races from Formula 1, but definitely it's going to be an exciting month to see, first of all, if there are any news regarding the driver's lineup for next year. We know that Alonso has been confirmed as an Aston Martin driver. So we still need uh, the confirmation of who's going to be the, the new Alpine, Alpine driver alongside Esteban Ocon. Uh, also, it would be interesting to see the kind of improvements that the teams can have during the summer break uh, in order to return in the best way. Of course, we know, well, we already know the situation for both the Drivers' and Constructors' Championship. How is Red Bull doing? That they are doing, doing pretty well, especially Max. Uh, how Mercedes is doing, that they are improving a lot. And they are getting closer and closer to, uh, to the pace that they once had. Even though that's going to be difficult to reach once again. 
And also the situation from Ferrari that unfortunately is pretty much the same one done the last few races, during the whole season actually. And it's pretty much the same thing than when we made that podcast talking about the strategies from Ferrari two months ago. But let's see, they still have time. Uh, they have a, another half of a season. So hopefully they can take the summer break to analyze what would have happened and to return stronger than ever, basically. It's going to be hard, but it could be possible, indeed. And also, well, hopefully, I, I really hope that you really enjoyed this Hungarian Grand Prix. I really hope that you actually enjoyed the first half of the 2022 season. It has been very innovative, honestly, with a new era, new cars, uh, interesting results. Overall, a very positive first half of the season. And let's see what we can get in this second half starting next month with the Belgium Grand Prix. And as I always say, thank you very much and see you in the next podcast. Yeah.